of letters read also to uh, more texts. And the first one is Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11.
And after he became the father of Nathan Tobiah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Enoch lived 365 years. Enoch walked with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. Psalm 27, verses 3, 5, and 6, where we sing about waiting for the Lord, and he prompts to do that. So Psalm 27, verses 3, 5, and 6, after the sermon. Such a way of walking does not convey reality. 
the way Enoch walked with God reflected this reality, but also in another way. Don't be jealous of Enoch, for his life was not as quick as his scholar's life. So our theme this morning is as follows. When you walk with God, your reward is in heaven. When you walk with God, your reward is in heaven. In Genesis 5, many centuries pass by in a short review. It goes with leaps and bounds. And then, all of a sudden, these few words seem to jump out. And Enoch walked with God. This attention places him above the others. This does not mean that the others did not have faith in God. What it does mean is this. Enoch's faith was special. It was exceptional. Enoch lived in a time when many did not pay any attention to God. You can see that in the continuation of the family of Cain. The boasting of Lamech is prominent. At the beginning of Genesis 6, we read that the believers and the unbelievers blend into one. In this, in many ways, godly society, Enoch does remain steadfast in his faith. He does not dilute his faith and does not become a half-hearted believer. Enoch lived close to the Lord. That is shown clearly by the phrase, walking with God. He had an intimate relationship with God. This has nothing to do with an occasional stroll on Sundays, nor being a Sunday Christian, but living an active daily life with God. In his regular way of life, his work, his marriage, his hobbies, yes, in the vigor and energy of his life, Enoch walked with God. Not just when he was old or when he had some extra time or when it looked as though he would soon die, nor after a long and ripe old age full of life experiences, but at a young age. Enoch died very young. He was comparatively very young when his son was born, and considering that the people of those days became 12 times as old as today, in today's years, Enoch would have been 30 years old when he disappeared from the world stage. Already then, it was said from Enoch that he walked with God. Enoch loved the Lord. He let his life be controlled by God. God and Enoch had a very personal relationship. Enoch knew of no secrets before God. He knew the Lord well and spoke often with him. In the letter to the Hebrews, this is called faith. In Hebrews 11, it shows that Enoch was not the only one who lived by faith. His faith is presented to us as an example. It is a faith so intense, so personal, so amicable, that it can be regarded as walking with God. We do well to have a closer look at this personal relationship with God. Walking with God means listening to Him. You don't just let God speak. You really listen to Him attentively in love 
and with an open heart. This means that to follow God in complete obedience. This comes out clearly when we recognize that Enoch's life, while following with God, is in opposition to the maelstrom. Walking with God also means suffering for and because of your faith. To show such faithful determination in your faith is not often accepted with thanks. It may cause people to laugh at you, like the mocking you. However, God enjoyed the way in which Enoch lived. But that was not the case with most of the people. Walking with God, then, means that it is not your desire to receive appreciation from people, but from God. We read in the letter to the Hebrews distinctly how God was pleased with Enoch. The Lord received enjoyment from him. The Lord finds it splendid when you totally entrust your lives to him. When you grasp the hand of God for guidance, Enoch traveled the road God had laid out for him. That is the reason God could approve of his lifestyle and be glad in him. To walk with God in this way demands a life of combat. To remain steadfast in your faith and consequently and consistently love God does not come automatically. That only happens when you walk with God. And that will specifically be not so in a world of humanistic sounds, self-centeredness, and pride. Your life of faith will only be sustained when you walk with God. That means that you continually remain focused on God the way a child walks with his hands safely tucked into his father's or his mother's hand. So where is your direction for life? The right answer is by letting God be the leader of our life. Lord, how should I live? investigate everything he comes across. To our dismay, he wants to follow every rabbit trail. Are we not sometimes in our behavior much like the dog investigating this and then that, leaving the trodden path for new ways or new ideas, or when we follow our own thoughts and aspirations and emotions and then succumb to them? That was not typical of Enoch. He was a stranger in his society. He did not join the hustle and the bustle and the din and noise of the unbelievers. He was far removed from all that. He followed the route set out by God. He was not preoccupied with his own daily pursuits. In everything, he lived with God. He was anything but a Sunday Christian. And don't think for a moment that Enoch was an eccentric, peculiar person. He had not withdrawn himself as some kind of a monk or hermit. First of all, we read in Genesis that he had sons and daughters. He was a sexual being. That was not taboo for him. But it is reality that when you walk with God, 
you let him have a look in your family life, in your married life, in your bedroom. You are working while God is right beside you. Then you conceive children and raise them while God is watching. You are courting while God is having an eye on you. Surely you are walking with God, are you not? And you do that everywhere and always, do you not? Whoever walks in faith with God does not say to him, uh, Lord, could you excuse me for a minute? I have something very Lord, he clings to God and lets 
men be the leaders through paths unknown and on to the final destination. Then, from a life lived in this fashion, God draws his conclusion. Suddenly, Enoch is no longer around. He disappeared from the earth. At once, the recurring refrain of Genesis 5, and he died, and he died, is broken. Slowly but surely, the cemetery will fill up, but there's one grave that will remain empty. Enoch got away scot-free. God had taken him up and away from the earth. A new song resounds over the earth and overpowers the refrain, and he died. The two speak similar, and he died, and he was no more. But there is a world of difference. There is a new song, for God is going to do new things. The gospel of God's triumph over death resounds. In a world destined for death, there is another way, the way of God. A long life does not offer comfort and surety. Not today when we do not turn past 80 or 90, nor in Enoch's days when people became 900 years old. And he died was a refrain. Even then, they did not possess eternal life. A new reality and final destination become visible for those who walk with God. Walking with God results in living with God in heaven. God was so delighted with Enoch, took him home prematurely while he was still very young. Enoch's loss turned into repentance. Enoch's repentance was a harbinger, a herald of what will happen when Christ returns. Believers who are alive at that time will not die but in a moment of time will be transformed and together with those who have died and risen will go to heaven. Walking in faith will be rewarded. You could also put it this way. If every day you live trusting in God's promises, you will not be disappointed. Even though living such a faith may cause battles and difficulties and you cannot avoid problems and sorrows, we do not know our route in advance, and at times the road may seem impassable, unless we walk with God. When God can vanquish death, or rather when God can skip death, then he can also help in all the difficulties of life. The story of Enoch is not written in the Bible to make us jealous of something that today is unattainable. Also we can walk with God. Don't be mistaken and think that this is a higher or a particular way of believing and that you will arrive with a faith that cannot be described as walking with God. Surely, believing is trusting God, loving Him, letting Him be the leader, obeying and following Him. You are enabled to do that because you do not need to be fearful of God. God himself has found you, and he has stretched out his arm towards you. Walking with God means that you are no longer fearful of him. Whoever is fearful of God keeps God at a distance and draws back. We saw the extreme in this when Adam and Eve hid from God after the fall. 
We still have Christians who, who hesitate to know the directions of God and do not, do not dare to give themselves over to God. They doubt whether God loves them. There's absolutely no doubt that they would love to serve God were it not for their insecurities. And yet, that is also the way they teach their children. They will tell them of their distance between God and their insecurities, their fears, and their negative feelings. Brothers and sisters, boys and girls, believe that God, thanks to Jesus Christ, loves you and loves to bring you to the final destination. That faith ensures you a relaxed walk in God's nearness. He fully supports you, and while on the way, you can discuss all kinds of things with him. Such faith is not routine or ordinary, but a very personal relationship with God. Walking in this way does not carry the promise that everything comes easy. Sometimes strong storms may blow, and everything seems to go against you. Perhaps it may be so bad that it is enough to blow you over. It can happen that you and your family are walking with God when all of a sudden one of you is no longer here. Taken away, not like Enoch, but by death. Your husband, your wife, perhaps your child. Walking with God, yet sometimes while on the way you need to cry. It comes from your heart because of what others have done to you or are doing to you. Or it is because you miss someone or you are so lonely. At times it may appear as though you walk in a desert. There is nowhere to rest. Or it is a walk in the dark and nowhere can you see light. Walking with God will continue when you lay on your deathbed, when the storms roar around you and you are tossed to and fro. Just at that moment, remember the purpose of your walk and don't pay all your attention to the downpour because God will not leave you in the lurch. Walking with God means reading his travel directory, which is the best book he has ever published. It has been printed for the umpteenth time without any corrections or changes. In it, he continues to point the way to the great city. There's no entrance fee. But in order for you to get there, you should be willing to travel a long and arduous walk. Walking with God is possible by faith, right through the desert, the loneliness, and the cursing and the fear and mockery of the unbeliever. Walking with God who knows about our sufferings, who counts your tears and saves them, who sees your desires, and when you are mourning, does not close his eyes. He knows your fears, and it does not escape him that inwardly you are being destroyed by cancer. Walking with God does not mean that you have to be stalwart or not show any emotion. That is nonsense. It is quite okay to have difficulties with life problems. Walking with God gives you the opportunity to confide in Him. You may cry before your God. You may ask Him your questions. And above all, don't forget that walking with God is also walking with Jesus Christ. 
we have been made like for this cup and all our human frustrations. That is so very important for us to remember while on the way. Walking with a mighty person is possible in faith and in trust. In all your weakness, you then stand strong. God's power conquers all our difficulties, all our cares, our pain, and animosities we encounter. As long as you hold on tightly to his hands and let not anyone accuse you. Why walking with God can often be so difficult if you consequently live a life of faith, I cannot answer. I do know, however, that God is not making a fool out of you. He rewards those who seek him earnestly. We recognize that reward in the life of Enoch, taken up by God. Sometimes there is nothing left for you to do but firmly grasp the hand of your heavenly father. You tightly hang on to God's hand, so tight you almost squash the strength. This pleases God. And he will never say, let go of me for a moment. On the contrary, you know how God will react when you squeeze his hand so tightly? He shall briefly squeeze your hand and return. You know, he doesn't encourage you to flee. I love you. Get it and make it. Or after you have for a while walked your own route, perhaps you committed a serious sin or after a period of indifference, and then you return to God again. And you kind of shrink back because you barely had the courage to once again press your hand in his. And then God will pick you up in his arms and say, I am so glad you are back. And for a moment, tightly hug you. Then you continue to walk together again and you know for sure it's all well again. Walking with God once in a while take your own arms, ask yourself, are you sure I'm not dreaming? No, you are not dreaming. Go and pick up your road map. In it, you will see the road to travel, but there is more in it than a guide for your travels. It will also encourage you, for you will read in the Bible stories about people just like you, people who have faith and who experience God will reward royally those who seek him. And there will be no more tears, no wheelchairs, no migraines, no empty places, no fear or depression, no shame. This is for sure, whether young or old, at some point in time, you will walk with God to the new world. For everything shall become new. Just quietly wait for it. Yes, there is still much that will make you cry. And he dies, and she dies, and your mother, and your father, and your child. There will be the empty place at the table. There will be an empty bed and an empty cradle causing you so much pain. Hymn 85 in the Book of Praise states it so beautifully. Oh, may this bounteous God through all our lives be near us and guide us when perplexed. And free us from all ills of this world in the next. Already at the beginning of your travels, the Lord shows you that death has no longer the power to make you fearful of it. To walk with God will not be a mere to fear, but 
27, verses 3, 5, and 6. 